G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, as we do on a Thursday, we like to check in with Family Voice Australia, the State Director for New South Wales and the ACT is Greg Bunder. Greg, a special welcome back to 2020. Oh, thank you very much, Neil. Delighted to be here. Hey, Greg, let's talk about Shakespeare. Yeah. No doubt uh, you studied Shakespeare at school. You're probably a Shakespeare expert. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> but woke teachers want to take Shakespeare out of ed- education curriculum. What's the story here? Yeah, look, Neil, I don't want anybody to dismiss the real significance of this because I got a report from the Washington Times Monday of this week uh, where teachers are now saying that they want to change the content and the literature of Shakespeare. Now, this is a real, really uh, critical issue because currently I'm putting in a submission here in New South Wales to the government on Mark Latham's Inquiry into Education Amendment Parental Rights Bill. Now, one of the things that we're, pu- that, that we're putting or asking the government to do is Kids at school should not be subjected to woke education or to education that does not conform to our biblical, moral or social values. And in particular, we're saying that we should be able to pull, as parents, our children out of school where that is being taught. So as to Shakespeare, and I love Shakespeare, I think it's one of the most beautiful prose and literature that you could have. And, and of course, Romeo and Juliet, a rose by any of the name would smell as sweet. Now we have to make sure that this type of uh, movement does not come to Australia because our Christian education is going to be affected. And as one particular scholar said, this is the new version of cancel culture now. I think we probably all complained a little bit about Shakespeare at school, but I think uh, you get a few years under your belt and you start to recognise the true value of uh, Shakespeare and his plays. Uh, The issue here, Greg, an interesting one, you know, the whiteness of his thinking and uh, the idea that, you know, if you were exposing your children to Shakespeare, they could be exposed to white supremacy and colonisation. Uh, what are your thoughts here around this, the idea that, uh, that you know, there's a, an idea yeah. of whiteness in thinking? Yeah, this is the, uh, the rhetoric that's being proposed by the so-called left movement, uh, uh, you know, these people that are trying to tell us that all this literature literature is really white supremacy and in point of fact what some of the teachers are doing i read in the report is one particular teacher in the u.s is actually teaching about marxist theory when reading shakespeare's tragedies now this is outrageous now this is a a situation where we should be able to pull our kids out or at least make our views known that this is not in conformity with our religious or social or moral values. And what's happening, Neil, is, and, and please, I need to make this point because we're going to talk about very moment about the work culture and free speech, but this is going to come to Australia. Trust me, Neil. And we need to be prepared because it's going to impact our education. Are we going to be told, Neil, that the Bible has to be now changed to, 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 or the words to conform to the 
LGBTIQA or to whatever else uh, community that uh, is out there that wants the words changed in the Bible. Neil, it's not on. Well, it certainly affirms, as we've talked about on this program for a long time now, the idea that we're in the middle of a cultural revolution. And as you say, Greg, well, Shakespeare today, what's next? The Bible tomorrow. And uh, there are very real uh, threats that are now on the horizon where the Bible is coming into uh, scrutiny by people who uh, who think <laughs> there's all sorts of uh, issues around that <laughs> yeah. as well. Uh, lots to talk about that into the future as some of those things begin to uh, unfold. Uh, let's talk about some other issues that are going on and uh, one that no doubt might come up in conversation way beyond our segment mm. today, uh, Greg. The idea that in Denmark, uh, in the uh, north of Europe there, uh, laws now could require pastors to submit sermons to the government. Uh, what's this one all about? Neil, as I just mentioned about Shakespeare, this is going to come to Australia, and I'm praying and I'm asking every one of your listeners to pray with me that we don't allow this to come in. What's happening here in Denmark is that they are now proposing a law on religion that will require all clergy to submit their sermons to the government, translated into Danish, for which they, the pastors, have to pay for. Uh, and the, if the law gets through, it means this is going to have an impact on the evangelicals, all, all faiths and religions uh, within Denmark. Now, Neil, if the Victorian government can put in a conversion therapy bill that can put you in a jail for 10 years, $250,000 fine or whatever, then it's very likely that this sort of uh, left-wing type legislation going to come to Australia soon, Neil. We have to be prepared uh, and and make sure that we don't allow this sort of uh, philosophy, uh, which, which is of course unchristian, to come to Australia. Uh, just to just to take this just a tad deeper here, Greg. Uh, from what I understand, the Danish Parliament. Uh, is looking at this sort of law now, but it's in an effort to curb Islamic extremism. So it's not Correct. just Christians and evangelicals that are being targeted here. Uh, let's not just say that the focus is only on Christians, but uh, this idea of uh, you know giving up all your freedoms uh, in order to be safe. Uh, this idea of of you know the fact that. We might all be concerned about Islamic extremism uh, being preached in another language. And then uh, we're critical of a government that says we want to try and stamp that out because what we're critical about, of course, is, uh, is that it also flows on to the Christians. What are your thoughts around uh, the idea of just making sense and getting a bit of balance in that idea? You are quite true and correct in saying that the Danish government has argued that this proposed religion, a law on religion is really to curb Islamic extremism. But wait, but wait, if the law gets through, and this is a backdoor method of getting Christians to submit their sermons, their, their Bible studies or what have you, along with the other religions, and there's no question of that, but what we're saying here now is that once this gets through, and if it does, expect then another law or another piece of legislation that will say, OK, we, we don't agree with that sermon you've just submitted, and guess what, Neil? You can't preach it. And that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah, and of course there'll be all sorts of passages in the Bible that will be then potentially outlawed. 
Uh, you won't be able to speak those in public. And, and so here you have this idea of what is freedom of religion? Well, freedom of religion is the freedom to be able to preach from the Bible, any part of the Bible. And as soon as you start to have the secular authorities come in and regulate that, you've yep. lost that freedom. And, uh, and, and listen, just to, just to bring this down, Greg, this is your prediction that this is coming to Australia. The Bible is going to come into this sort of focus. Well, I believe so. Look, it's unprecedented in modern church history that this is happening in Denmark. And I can rest assured, and I'm praying it doesn't, but once it goes through, and you know what the woke woke culture is like, they see what's happening overseas. Oh, we should mirror that here in Australia or New Zealand or London or wherever else it might be. And that is what I'm afraid of. Because, look, Neil, I've seen it happen. It's coming. It's coming to a church near you. And what we've got to be doing for uh, is to ensure that uh, the implication of such proposals will have re- will have real impact on the Christian community. As you said, when and when are we going to be told you can't preach Jesus or you can't preach the resurrection or you can't preach that he's yeah? Now, where will it stop? And unless we prepare ourselves now, rest assured, it will come. And we might touch on how it comes. And uh, for some people who think that when we touch on issues or the way that speech is changing and, you know, you can't use those words, you've got to use a new terminology. This is a way that the language changes, the culture changes, and all of a sudden uh, these sorts of things we're talking about uh, come to being. And if we're talking woke culture and free speech and the Bible, uh, mm. there's uh, there's all of these new terminologies where uh, we're all encouraged to get used to, Greg, the idea of chest feeding instead of breast feeding, a whole lot of, a whole lot of these issues. So give us your insight here. Okay, now I'm glad you mentioned this, because what's happened is you and I spoke about last week about the hospital in the UK that introduced new neutral gender terminology uh, instead of uh, breastfeeding, it will be now called chest feeding, instead of father, it will be a birthing parent. Uh, then, and you know, and everyone said, oh yeah, <laughs> have a bit of a laugh, this is all going to pass away. This week, what do I hear? The Australian National University has now put out a directive to say, please stop using the word mother and instead use the word gestational parent alongside a list of other bizarre changes. And, and, and in fact, what's happening here is that once again we're being told how to speak and not only how but what to speak. So it's social engineering at its best. The universities are renowned for this and interestingly... Only nine of the 42 universities have actually adopted policies that align with the government-backed model code on free speech. Now, if we can't say mother, if I can't say father, then my freedom of speech, my religious freedom is under attack, Neil. And let me just say that as a Christian, there are two verses that I have to chase up on this, and that is Esther 4.14. For if you keep silent at this time, and it goes on, and I won't go into the sermon at the moment, but if you keep silent at this time, be prepared for the consequences. And secondly, the kingdom of God is not of this world, John eighteen thirty six. In other words, Neil, we have to make sure that we stand up at this point in time, 
to stop our Christian beliefs and faith being attacked once again. Well, we talk about freedom of religion, freedom of speech, and of course Mm. a part of that, uh, Greg, freedom of political communication. So uh, if you're talking about rising authoritarianism, the the rise of tyranny, uh, then you have one side uh, that cancels the other, silences the other, and there is no freedom of political communication. All of this is so connected. So uh, uh, challenging times are ahead of us. I want to touch just before I let you go, Greg, you've got some webinars that you run with Family Voice Australia, and uh, you have some absolutely amazing special guests. You've got a special webinar that listeners are invited to join into next Tuesday night. Give us some insights here because you have a very special guest who a lot of Australians trust quite deeply. Thank you, Neil. Indeed, we do. Uh, I'm pleased to say that we have former Prime Minister John Howard as our webinar guest next Tuesday night. It's a free webinar, so please go and register. Just go to the Family Voice website and look under events. But more importantly, he's speaking about free speech now, which again is so topical. Last week we had the Honourable Kevin Andrews speak about religious freedom. This week we've got John Howard. So it's so important that we have these leaders in our community, whether they're politicians, but certainly of of a Christian faith, express their point of view and to alert in us the need for us to speak out in the public arena, as you and I are doing now, Neil. So it's next Tuesday night, this webinar, and uh, that's going to be 7 p.m. Sydney time. And uh, listeners all over Australia can join into that. You say it's a free seminar. It'll be basically live to air when you have John Howard as your guest. A lot of listeners might be interested to be a part of that. I imagine the connection to be in on that webinar is going to be on your website at familyvoice.org.au. Is that the way people connect? It is, and they'll have a link there to go to. And interestingly, one of the things with our webinars, we have a limit of 500 only <laughs> that can register, and we're, we're already past the 300 mark, you know, and everyone tends to register the last couple of days. So I urge anybody, if they want to come on, to register now uh, because you won't be able to once we've gotten to the 500 mark. Now, this is so, so important that we understand the freedom of speech and what, one of our leaders thinks about how our freedom of speech has been affected and how what we can do about it. Familyvoice.org.au to register to be part of that webinar next Tuesday night. Greg Bondar is Family Voice Australia State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Greg, always appreciate your insights. Thanks so much for the update today on 2020. Thank you, Neil, and uh, you're in my prayers as with everybody else. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.